when we come to God in prayer, what, how do we usually start? We usually start with an issue, don't we? And that issue usually has to do with what we want. Our wants are our desires. Very seldom do we really know initially what we have need of. So we start praying to God, coming to him as our provider, saying, Lord, would you please do this? Would you please take care of this? Would you please provide this? But we offer to him our prayers on the wings of want and on the wings of desire. God is up here saying, okay, Brenda, we're slightly off base here. What you really need is not what you're asking for. Remember when the children of Israel were out in the wilderness? And they said, you know, did they not have enough graves to bury us in Egypt for us to come out here and die? I mean, this man is ridiculous. Give us something else. And they murmured, and they, they murmured, and they badgered God, and finally God said, okay, I will let you have it. I will let you have what you want. And he brought a covey of quail in that was bigger than any covey any hunter ever saw. And they fell dead, waist level. And uh, there was a disease or something with those quail. And when people ate it, they began to get sick and die. God knew what they needed. They knew what they wanted. And he finally gave them what they wanted. And it was not what they needed at all. They needed manna. They just didn't know it. That's the way we are. So we start our prayer based upon our wants and the issues that we're dealing with. It comes up to God. And in uh, Romans 8, verse 26 and 27, Let's look, let's turn over there and look and see what the Holy Spirit, uh, what his role is here. Romans 8, verse 26 and 27. The Spirit helps our weaknesses, for we don't know what we should pray for, as we should. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit? Who's he talking about here? He who searches the heart. Pardon me? God searches the heart. And he knows what is the mind of the spirit. He is searching our hearts, not so he can get at our idea of what needs to be done. He is searching our hearts so that he can get at the mind of the Spirit and know what the Spirit is saying. This is what the real issue is. This is what needs to be done. He who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit makes intercession for the saints. How? According to God's will. The Holy Spirit is here in us. We're dealing with the issues and our wants because we don't have the vision to know otherwise oftentimes. But the Holy Spirit is in us and he knows what we need. 
and he makes intercession for us according to God's will. So the Holy Spirit's role is not to lift our needs up to God, but it is to bring God's will down to us so that we can begin to change our prayers. Have any of you ever started out praying one way and after a month or two you find you're praying completely differently? Okay, that's what's going on. The Holy Spirit is changing how you pray because he's bringing God's mindset down to you. He is praying, interceding, not on your behalf so you'll get what you want. He is interceding so that God's mind can be brought down into our spirit and we can begin to understand what God knows that we need. And if our prayers don't change, we may not be listening. Prayers need to be fluid and not set and submit unless we know that God has given us that prayer to pray. If we know it's in God's will, then we set it in cement. But until then, be open to the inner nudging of God's Spirit changing your prayer to get at the real issue because the Holy Spirit will always go to the real issue. We hardly ever start with the real issue. Okay. Now, Christ sits up here, by the way, at the right hand of God according to Hebrews 7.25. Hebrews 7.25. And he makes intercession for the saints. God is offering our issues up. I mean, Christ is offering our issues up to God. And the Holy Spirit is bringing God's issues down to man. It is a cycle, a wonderful cycle of intercession that the Trinity has provided for you and me to make our prayers, prayers of growth, and prayers of um, growing intimacy with God. Okay, let's turn over to the next page. <clears throat> Prayer engages spiritual combat. Prayer engages the spiritual realm. Now, this is going to be an important page. This in the next two pages. <clears throat> Let's look back at Daniel, where we, where we left off. Daniel 10. Whoever gets there, would you start reading at Daniel 10, verse 12? Go, to, go through verse 15. Then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future, for the vision concerns a time yet to come. While he was saying this to me, I bowed with my face toward the ground and was speechless. Okay, let's just stop there for a minute. What happened there? 
Daniel was praying for 21 days before he got a response from God. And yet he said, from the moment your, your prayers were uttered, a command was sent out. What happened? Okay, he, he ran into conflict with whom? Or one of Satan's henchmen, so to speak. The prince of Persia. Now you say, well, I mean, maybe that was, you know, the prince of Persia. Why do we say this, doesn't, this is not a physical prince that we're looking at here? Why did... Becky say this was a spiritual realm thing. Well, the angel had the conflict, but we know that all an angel has to do is just touch a human and they're gone. A human can't wrestle with an angel unless the angel wants him to. Okay? He struggled for three weeks in a spiritual warfare with the prince. Remember Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? 